1: So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled to order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our 5 Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their
0: newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash Malt to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe – you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend.
1: Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5 p.m. So enjoy this week's Friday 5 p.m. podcast. Good afternoon, biggies. Welcome back to the Friday 5 p.m. podcast. There's not a beer in my hand, but there is a lot of paint. Paint in your hand or paint on your hands. In, on, over, I'm I'm basically wow. half man, half paint at this point.
0: Great. Have you taken up a new profession as a as a visual artist? or <laughs> What are you doing, Johnny? Why it's, are you covering paint? It's been on
1: the cards, Bradley, with all, all the amazing well, art that I've produced thus far in my yeah, life. It's, you're pretty masterful on the edits.
0: <laughs> Don't do yourself down. Don't do yourself oh, down.
1: Oh, thank you. I, I was thinking more uh, canvas art, but which I'm terrible at. But yeah, yeah I appreciate well, yeah. The, the video art. Um, okay. Yeah, no, I'm I'm painting the studio today. Um, well, I have been for the last three days, because who'd have thought that if you bought a building that on the inside is bright green MDF, you might have to do quite a few coats. But it's, but it's great, man. It's like hop green. It's like f-
0: fresh hop green. You should have left it.
1: I, I so would say a more like
0: bogey colour.
1: <laughs> it's it's a pretty it's, it's a weird one. green.
0: I've never seen MDF that's that green before. Yeah, it's quite strange, but hey.
1: It's prob- probably just trying to imply some kind of sustainable element to it, but given the price I paid, I'm I'm fairly convinced this is not <laughs> a sustainable building. <laughs> but hey, maybe yes. I'll put some uh, put some solar panels on it, and I'll I'll slowly turn it that way. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm painting painting it. I'm painting it North Pole white. So pretty white then. Yeah, well, it's actually slightly off-white, which is a bit weird. I mean, I've never been to the North Pole, but I assumed it would be really, really, really white. It's pretty, it's
0: definitely pretty white. But the, the thing with um, uh, snow is in the North and South Pole is now it's getting lots of particulate matter on it, which is turning it not white, so like grey and and, you know, like kind of murky. And that means that it doesn't reflect the sun as well, yeah. which is contributing to the ice melting. So off-white is not good in, in terms of snow and ice.
1: So you, you think that B&Q, white- when they're selling their paint, are probably making a statement here?
0: That's it. I think what it is, I think it all feeds into you becoming an artist. <laughs> um, you're making a comment on the, uh, the the global warming and its cop whatever at the moment isn't it so you're you're making a political statement right, Cop, right? whatever that yeah what that's
1: doing? what it's
0: called yeah 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 i thought so i <laughs> thought that was what you're doing i <laughs> had an idea i was like yeah that's definitely that's definitely what he's up to yep mm. yeah polar white
1: nice yeah um so that's happening and at the same time my my dad is doing the electrics um yeah so you've left him right he's out in the garden in the cold
0: and you're in warm talking to bradders yeah
1: yeah, exactly. I'm having a nice cup of tea, chatting to Brad, and I'm watching yeah. my dad struggle, literally struggle out there.
0: You told me that you, you offered him a cup of tea, but you didn't have any biscuits. What I, kind of son are you I to, know, to I, leave I, your poor dad outside <laughs> without any bloody biscuits? He's,
1: he's driven for an hour and a half to do wow. my electrics to save me money, and then I haven't Amazing. even provided, not even not even a rich tea, not even the worst. Yeah, rich. Oh, I mean, no, right, come on. I don't like tea, but I remember being a kid going
0: round to my, my nan's house and dipping rich tea biscuits in her cup of tea. Because uh, I didn't like the tea, but I just wanted to dip in the in the, in the tea. It's
1: great. Nice memory. I mean, but, yeah, um, that was a lovely memory. And I will say that rich tea, once it's dunked, is a perfectly servable biscuit.
0: Yeah, it just had a nice... I don't know, it took on some other quality to it. I guess a tea quality. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just sort of—it goes from being incredibly dry. They're about as dry as a fucking cracker, yeah. Um, to becoming something that's sort of a bit inflated and pillowy, um, which is much more pleasing to my immature palate. I still have an
1: immature palate. To be you do, honest, but yeah. You do. Um, Yeah, well, yeah, so we we still haven't mentioned beer, but that's fine. We've talked a lot about tea, a lot about electrics. But, yes, uh, also you may have seen – I'll put a link in the pod description again. To uh, I'm covering the whole build on stories and on Twitter, Um, so you guys can can go and and watch the magic happen. Um, It's got a definite – last night I was painting really late and it had definite murder shed vibes. It was like peeling paint (laughs) – Dark green, lots of like saws and circular saws and scalpels. No, I don't mean, um, the scraper things. Um, Yeah, scrapers. (laughs) So yeah, it had a real... I know know what you mean, yeah. Yeah, it it was was like a scene from the first series of True Detective. It was very, very disconcerting. But it's now looking quite nice and, and, you know, North Pole, but not good North Pole reflecting the light, but bad North Pole. Are you thinking of bringing
0: back any of the sort of first series of True Detective elements? Maybe some sort of twig creatures, um, <laughs> and you could paint a you could paint like a sort of satanic mural on the side of it inside. I could do. Um, what do you reckon? I reckon it might be quite a good look. I think it's very it's our vibe.
1: Love it's, and beer it's and death.
0: avant garde for the suburbs. I reckon your neighbours would love it, <laughs> especially the ones that play uh, folk music in the garden. they they'd probably be well up for it. Oh, yeah, think, well, they're, they're, oh, they're more over. on the Wicker Man side. Not That's the... it, right? They're going to love it. They're the sort of Kill List vibe from what I've seen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that could be a name for a brewery, something in that. Kill List, yeah. Thrill List. Kill List. Need a, need a beer pun in there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had lots of interest from the neighbours. People want to come around and see it. People are like, oh, maybe I should get one of those. So I've been telling them not to buy it from the company that I did Um, because it'll arrive a month late with bits missing. Um, That's just the pandemic, though,
0: mate. I think it was a bargain. We're not shouting them out, because the fuckers didn't give us any money off of it. But I I genuinely think it it looks great, man. Like, when we were building it day one, we got a lot of it built, and I thought, this thing's... It looks pretty decent. But where you've put the glazing in, and you've, you've managed to put the roof on, and all the shingles, it looks like a
1: proper little house. It's great. There you go. Thanks, Brad. No shout-outs, though. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so so you can follow the build, uh, and the building is probably, I'd say, 80% done at this point. We've just got to move everything in. We're going to do the floor this afternoon, I believe, which is why my dad's working hard on the electrics. Um, And then there will be a video, probably not this year at this point now. Probably we'll we'll, we'll show the build video. I've basically been time-lapsing everything. It's going to be the opposite of uh, the Fuller's, series where everything was slow-mo this one everything's gonna be sped up is it gonna be like
0: sort of uh slow tv where you're gonna make like a four hour long shed build where it's just really you just put it on in the background and watch it and uh wait well, not really watch it but it's on in the background is that your vibe you're going for like a sort of norway uh, scandinavian slow tv vibe like a train Bra- journey brad you, you,
1: you know me and you know the craft beer channel we don't know what the video is <laughs> going to be until i'm halfway through the edit
0: that's it you know you've got to break a few eggs to make a make a youtube content omelet right <laughs> exactly so, uh, so
1: yeah, we'll, yeah we'll see how much i've actually managed to record how much of it is usable i haven't really done any pieces to camera so vo is probably going to work quite hard on this because um, mm. it's been it's one of those things it happens every time i brew as well like you have all these great intentions about filming this perfect narrative and then something goes slightly wrong and you just spend the rest of the day catching up and not really making content. It's why we need to make enough money to get a camera person.
0: Yeah, permanent camera person. Yeah, I like that idea.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yes. One but day. One day. Johnny. One day. We'll get somehow.
1: It. Maybe next financial um, year. I'm doing. I'm doing craft beer channels accounts at the moment, Bradley.
0: Yeah. It's. it's We're we'll it's, it's, an accounts there, haven't we? It's. Um, it's
1: going to be okay.
0: Good stuff. Yeah, I know. You know, well, my, it should be my, okay.
1: <laughs> we, we've hardly <laughs> spent anything because we haven't been able to travel so no. yeah but it's going to be okay all thanks to our lovely patrons and you could join our patreon program and indeed our amazing discord forum full of beer geeks and homebrewers uh from one dollar a month pitch done should we move on nice to the... <laughs> should we move on to the video
0: well yes i was just gonna say i i got a new phone yesterday johnny and uh where i was uh sort of copying my other phone across I opened up Filmic Pro, which is an app I use to film, and uh, I found loads of, talking of Patreon-sponsored, loads of clips of us when we were at Treehouse. Um, And it was great. I just sat there and watched a load of them where we were queuing uh, for, like, two hours. There's a video where where I'm walking along the queue, which was insanely long, um, and then right at the front of it, and then at the bar having a drink. It just and then there's a great shot where we're uh, we're sat out on these sort of sun loungers and we put our feet up in synchronicity and then ching our cans together and it's it's it took me right back, mate. And that was all due to Patreon sponsorship. We managed to get out to New England pre-pandemic. That is the sort of power of Patreon in <laughs> enabling us to make amazing content. So yes, wait, please, wait. guys and girls.
1: Was that hidden content, or was that content that we actually managed to put into the into the dock? I feel like we used it, but I, yeah, I've definitely sent everything across um
0: but yeah, it was all filmed on my phone, but like it looked better than normal phone footage because I use this filmic pro thing um yeah i've I've upgraded my phone Johnny, so I've now got a newer phone, a newer iPhone which has got better cameras on it so uh if I have to do any solo uh vlog emissions then um should should look a little bit more HD, a little bit more filmic. There you go, and then with my Super Samsung. I reckon this rivals it. I reckon it rivals it, honestly. We're gonna when I see you on Tuesday, see you next Tuesday, then um we're gonna have a we're gonna have a a, a battle off of the phones. <laughs> phone
1: well, you, you remember the, the, the Cider Harvest video that I shot was all that was all yeah, on yeah. my phone. At, yeah I think every I see, single yeah. shot.
0: Yeah that's um, good stuff.
1: Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty magic what we can do with a with a mobile uh mobile these days rather than spending endless money on lots of lenses and expensive cannons. Well yeah, now talking
0: of expensive lenses and slow-mo and all the rest of it, we put a pretty nice uh day of video together which went out on Wednesday, didn't it?
1: We did, yes. Um yeah, so that's something we've been sat on for a little while now, because obviously we, 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 well we had the fullest thing to get through before we could really put it live but we've been sat on that video and I've been wanting to put it out because obviously the beer is still out there and still fresh but there's not a lot of it left um, but it was I mean walking in today and now is just breathtaking This summer I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there.
0: I think it's. I think honestly, it's it's very stylish. I think it might be potentially the most stylish of the UK uh, breweries. I'm I'm going out there. I'm going out there. They got a great artists working with them. Yep. He's uh, got an amazing vision, and they the the space is just cathedral like, and just really shiny, but also so it's got all the shiny steel. But then that's kind of counterpointed with lovely, giant, sort of tropical, jungly plants everywhere and natural wooden benches, uh, kind of bespoke built kind of plywood, super cool, Scandi looking uh, sort of uh, pods in the corner. I guess you could call them where you could sit with a big group. It's super cool, man.
1: It's great. And yeah, the beers alright as well I suppose. <laughs> it's it's one of the I think it's the first taproom in the UK and I think maybe the new track one will 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 have a similar vibe that really it feels like a properly purpose built large space yes. for exactly the kind of beer that's so popular in in the states and it definitely feels inspired by that side of the pond and you know so much of the craft beer that's drunk in the states now is drunk in taprooms rather than well, Not rather than in pubs, but you know there's so much emphasis on drinking at the place where it's made, whereas in the u k we're still that's still a relatively alien thing like we we throw up some trestle tables at the weekend kind of vibe, and in the states, it's like no when you get a new building, you put over a half a third of of the building to people who want to come and dare I think are the first people that have really taken that seriously. There are other big tap rooms like um Thornbridge's one is absolutely huge, but again it still feels a little bit. Uh, the aesthetic is still like, oh, this we just sort of threw it together, which is an aesthetic and a valid aesthetic. But it's so good to walk mm. into a place and be like, this place is built for you, kind of vibe.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's almost like when you go, you know, particularly in the when we went on a our, our West Coast adventure, and also in, a bit a bit in Florida, but not quite as much. They're kind of destination places where, you know, it's almost like a restaurant in there as well. You know, like you're gonna get amazing. When I say a restaurant, like amazing burgers or you know, kind of barbecue or whatever it might be, and you're you're sort of you, you know they're kind of expecting you to spend the day there potentially. Yeah, um, you're not going there on some sort of beer run. It's a destination where you're, you're going to hang out, and I think that that you know Daya has definitely got that destination quality to it. Um, I'm get, you know the fact that they're kind of growing all you know food outside in. You know polytunnels and all that kind of stuff as well. I wonder whether they have aspirations of of making it, you know, like a sort of you know food offering. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, I mean a, potentially. A I think I,
1: I kind of got the sense that that was all for the the employees really to try and yeah, ha- like enrichment. Yeah, exactly. But I mean potentially that you know they were telling us about there's a new coffee roastery and cafe that's moving in, and I think that that part of Cheltenham's trying to. You know, Cheltenham, I think, is a lovely town, but I don't think it's a cool town. And I think that maybe the landlords of that particular estate have seen that, and they're like, "We can, we can cater to the 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 younger, hipper, food obsessed, drink obsessed people, and really build a destination, a destination industrial estate." Um, oh. If, if
0: there's
1: there's one, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a magic space, and we, we were obviously there. A to you know Theo and Gareth are uh, wonderful people, wonderful brewers, um, and we wanted to see them. We actually we filmed it while we were over at uh, Hook Norton. So we were we thought we were close. It was still an hour drive, um, but we were mainly there because I'd brewed a collaboration beer with them, which was in tank, and we we had a chat about that. Uh, the collaboration was to celebrate the release of a year and beer, my book, um, and it was supposed to be a West Coast IPA. And back when we filmed that, we thought it was a West Coast IPA. Now we know the truth uh, mm. that it was it was at best a mountain IPA. Yeah, you could claim it as a mountain, <laughs> probably on the
0: on the east side of the the divide, uh, <laughs> on the east side the of the Rockies. Mountainous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it, mountainous it, though. It
1: was it was a very juicy beer, and, you know. I think, um, well, firstly I should say, and I say it in the video as well, it was an absolutely delicious beer, like a really, a really beautifully made. I think that hop combination was really nice as well because you got loads of juice, but also loads of pine and grapefruit and those West Coast kind of character sort of poking through. Um, and I wasn't even that mad about the the East esters, like they, they. I think it would have been nice to have a little bit less of them. But I mean, that really, that beer is my perfect kind of beer. It's it's juicy in New England, but it's got loads of depth coming from the hops and more dank and piney and grapefruity character. And it's got elevated bitterness to make it really drinkable. So, you know, while it wasn't quite the brief, and I've, I say in the videos as well, I think, but it is 10% wheat. So all of that haze, all of that body is is coming, you know, from from that yeast. Um, even though it wasn't quite West coasty. Um, and wasn't quite to plan. I think it was bloody brilliant, and I'm I'm gonna use that. I've got the recipe. I'm gonna brew a homebrew version of it. I think. Nice
0: Could we could we coin it? Um, it's like East meets West Coast. Could we call it a weast Coast or a Wheezy? <laughs> a Wheezy. I like that. Yeah, Wheezy like sort of um, mumblecore rapper. Little Wheezy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's it's a big a Wheezy actually. A it's wheezy a Wheezy IPA. Point, so, yeah, man. It's easy for sure.
1: Um, <laughs> talking on that, so actually, I, I dug out a, a comment that I really enjoyed from the video that's sort of along the lines of the endless different names we have for IPA. Um, so this comment came from Tony Beat Butcher. Um, Great name. Yeah, I, d- I don't know whether he beats butchers or whether he butchers beats, but. Um, <laughs> Either way, that's a lifestyle choice. Um, so Tony B. Butcher said, The reason I'm sceptical, straight in there, uh, as a Belgian beer taster geek, is that hazy IPAs are tasting almost the same. When you drink a Belgian triple, for example, triple Lefort, triple Guten Carolus, triple Lupulus, triple Rochefort, triple Pas He loves triples. Uh, They're so different from each other. They've all got their own characteristics and original tastes. Um this I don't have with hazy IPAs. New England IPAs, triple IPAs, even sour IPAs I've tasted. Maybe I haven't tasted enough beers yet. Uh, I want to drink something original that stands out from the hazy fruity mosaic Eldorado hops. I get where Tony's coming from, but I think the, the point I wanted to make and why I enjoyed this comment and I got into a little conversation with Tony is that what he's done there, IPA is not really a style anymore at this point. It's been broken down into multiple substyles. So what he's saying there is all New England IPAs taste the same. And he is pretty much right. You know, it's just nuance for, you know beyond that point. Because it's just different hops, maybe a different yeast, but probably not. The malt bill is probably going to be exactly the same. Um, and the techniques are probably all, all the same as well. But obviously, lots of people have come up with other styles of IPAs, other variations on that, like the Mountain IPA. We've got the West Coast IPA that came first. You've got Sour IPAs. You've got... Uh, black IPAs, red IPAs, rye IPAs, Belgian IPAs. And the thing is with IPA, every time we invent a new form of it, every time we do something that's got a little bit of nuance, a little bit more than just a bit of nuance, we call it something else. Mm. So everybody's like, oh, New England IPAs taste the same. You're like, yeah. That's because they are a very specific style. But there's lots of IPAs that taste very, very different to that. We've just called them something different. So saying that, you know, triples are all different but IPAs are the same isn't quite right because... Yes, there's lots of variation in triples, but that's because triple is a very wide, um, a, a very wide style. You can you can get them in all kinds of colours. You can get them from seven, seven and a half to eight percent, all the way up to eleven percent. Um, they all come with different yeast, different hops, different malt bills, um, different techniques. Some of them have spices in. Some of them don't. And the only difference between triples and IPAs is that with IPAs, we've broken that down into subsections. So we, basically, we got into the idiosyncrasies of, of beer nomenclature. Um, mm-hmm. And remarkably, after I did that, he came back to me and said, thanks for clearing things up. And I don't there know about go. people listening to this podcast, I'm more confused than I was when I started this, mon- this, <laughs> this monologue. So I'm glad I cleared it up for Tony Beat Butcher. Um, I'm glad you cleared
0: that up for me too. <laughs> my, my comments very much... Uh, Less involved, then it's just from Stewie Clark, who says, "Good on Dea for their excellent beers and their commitment to the 500 milliliter can." You know, gotta love a big
1: boy. Are you a 500 mil can fan?
0: Well, maybe not in the sort of strength that that, that your beer was, but um, yeah, I think there's something to be said for it, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's weird that the you know a lot of the bigger beers uh alcohol wise they put in big cans i guess that's for sharing and and whatnot but i always found that a little bit incongruous
1: i think Uh, you know i I, I don't think it's designed for sharing sadly i don't think the brewers really think that through enough and i think it's a bit of an issue that those big beers are coming in yeah in bigger cans i think it it, what it is is they set up their canning line for their core beers right yeah and then you know you know are they going to order because the minimum order of cans is so huge that's One of the major issues with going into can, you know, you're not going to be able to store a million 500 mils and a million 330s very easily, even in a a brewery the size of Daya. I I love the 500 mil can for everything that Daya do except for the dippers. And I think it's a bit too big. Um, But that said, they they very kindly sent me a full case of Sunny Spells and I am ripping through them (laughs) Um, at quite an alarming rate. Uh, and I haven't really had any friends over because I've been so busy. So it is just me. Um, so this could be this could be the downfall of me. The five hundred ml double IPAs.
0: I don't know about sunny spells, mate. That sounds a bit more like sunstroke to me. Uh, so <laughs> go easy there. Put make sure you put on some uh, some sun cream, whatever that might be. I don't know, but you need to. Uh, I guess sun cream in this situation would be food. Food, yeah. And uh, line the stomach, not the skin. Yeah. 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 Exactly.
1: Uh, Great stuff (laughs) Yeah, well, um, the the last thing we need to talk about on this week's podcast is what we did yesterday, Bradley Do you remember what we did yesterday?
0: The days all blur into one in (laughs) in COVID land But yeah, I I definitely do because we we spoke to someone who I've always admired on television for being incredibly enthusiastic and just looks like he's got an absolute lust for life um, which I think is an admirable quality um, so yeah we, we we got to talk to the incredible Ollie Smith um, of kind of wine tasting fame, and, yeah. but much more as we sort of found out.
1: Yeah, so as part of our fullers uh, Fuller series, we also uh, signed up to do a podcast. Uh, to promote cask and promote the campaign and we were trying to find somebody who really loves cask and always has and has a lot to say about it but isn't from the world of beer so we were hunting around trying to find some some super cool people that love cask bob mortimer was mooted but we never heard back from his uh, his agent um and lots of lots of very famous and very exciting people but we chose ollie smith for so many reasons. Firstly, like Brad, he's one of my favourite communicators in sort of the alcohol industry, I think. He knows so, so much, but presents it in such an accessible way. You know, a bit like Michael Jackson did back in the day, the beer writer, um, and, and Keith Floyd as well. One of these people that clearly knows so much, but only ever presents it. Well, in the podcast Ollie, we, with Ollie, we talk about how when you're trying to educate somebody, it's not about what you know, it's about what they know and what they're interested in. So each time you have to tailor it to them. And I think that's a really important thing that a lot of communicators in whatever sphere kind of get wrong. And I've always loved him for that and how good he is at that. So we wanted to team up with him because we thought, who could be better at communicating this from outside the beer bubble than, than Ollie? And in fact, he's made some TV shows about beer. So um, he was the perfect guest and just just the most eloquent, interesting um, an inquisitive person, I think I've ever interviewed. It was an absolute joy uh, to chat to him for an hour, and it's, it's, I think it's going to be one of the best podcasts we've ever done.
0: Oh mate, I absolutely loved it. I mean, we, uh, off the back of it, we're all going to go for a pint um, <coughs> in the old fountain at some point, and I think, I think we might have made a, a third best friend for life. What do you
1: reckon? <laughs> if Ollie's listening to this, he's going to be like, "I'm going to cancel that beer." These guys, are so oh, weird. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: he's he, he was awesome. Do you know what his podcast is? Is excellent as well. Um, just, I think it's called Just a Glass. Um, is it Just a Glass? Something like that. A glass with. lines. A glass with. That's it. A glass with. It's bloody entertaining. I tell you what, it's a really nice format. He gets great quality guests. Um, you know, listen to our podcast first coming out over the next couple of weeks. Um, it'll be a Sunday upload, right? Yeah. Listen to ours first and then go and listen to Ollie's material because honestly, it's so charming. Um, he's such a good uh, presenter, like on a podcast medium. You can tell his kind of like love for life and his enthusiasm just comes through. Whatever he's talking about, he's just like really into it. Yeah. Which I just think it's great. Like he's, he's got, he's sort of like, and energise a bunny for positive
1: vibes is is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, the kind of guy you want to keep around. Um, Yeah, and if that hasn't sold it to you, we also talk about the fact that he used to be a screenwriter for Pingu. So it's a great fucking podcast (laughs) and you should all tune in for that. Uh, But that's all we've got time for. That podcast will be going live in the next couple of weeks. The video, of course, is in the pod description uh, and do click on the link to look at the studio build because it's getting there, my friends. It's really getting there uh my, my dad started doing the painting that i was supposed to have finished by now so i'm gonna have to go uh and go oh help dear. him out um and we will see you next wednesday for a cheeky a cheeky little addendum to our fuller's um fuller's series with us drinking the 1997 edition and telling you all about it so we'll see you then love and beer yeah. The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcast are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash the Craft Beer channel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum. A positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer.